All right, what's up? Welcome to this episode of the 2020 Life Show with Mike Skiff and trying something a little bit different this morning. I've been listening to all sorts of different podcasts over the years and different formats, and you know what? Normally I'd hop on here since it's been a few months from my last post, uh, my last episode, and I haven't really been regular at it, but here's the thing. I am not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for that because I've committed to something different on this ep- or on this on this podcast on this show. I've committed to showing up when I feel inspired and when I feel as though I have something that I truly want to share with you that is of value. Now that's not to say that you know those those instances are rare or they're few and far between. They are they're certainly uh, you know abundant these days in my life. But I've also, probably like you, I've also got a lot of responsibilities at, at home, at work, and on my plate. And um, sometimes you just have to prioritize things in your life. So I appreciate you tuning into this episode. And you may notice it sounds a little bit different. I've decided that I wanted to try out heading out on my morning walk, which I've been doing a lot more consistently these days. Uh, the, one of the results of this whole pandemic, and if you're listening to this, who knows when you're listening to this, but if you're listening to this in, in uh, 2020, it is the month of June, it's June 2nd that, I, that I'm recording this, and we have, we've gone through a couple of months here of dealing with all of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 stuff, and it's, it's really caused me to look at my priorities. It's caused me to look at the things that I, I miss and the things that I don't miss. And one of the things that I've started doing during this season is just getting out early in the morning and going on a nice long walk. No pressure, no uh, you know high, high pressure workout schedule. Unfortunately, as much as I love the gym that I go to, uh, it's been closed. And it's forced me to figure out a new way to get that exercise habit in. And so these morning walks have been great. And I've noticed, though, on these morning walks, I really am able to just kind of get in in the zone, get in flow, really think deeply about life, my purpose, what, what it is I'm supposed to be doing here, and also contemplating a about things that I'm learning. And so I decided, you know what, let's try something for this episode. And and I don't know if this will be a a constant moving forward, but I wanted to try it out on just being out on my morning walk, hooking up my lapel mic and hitting the record button to share and process some of those lessons, some of those thoughts, some of those, you know, uh, contemplative musings, if you will. And so that's what I'm doing today. Right now, just in, in the midst of what's on my mind right now, I, I have embarked, as of yesterday, on a significant challenge. Significant challenge that I've been thinking about 
embarking on for several months, actually probably a couple of years now. This has been something that's been on my mind as, as something I wanted to try out and wanted to do. And quite frankly, I just I've never had the leverage that I needed to pull the trigger. I've never had the all of the uh, the recipe. I've never had all the ingredient ingredients that I needed in the recipe to make it work. So now I feel like I finally got that. Finally gotten all of the components of the recipe that I need in order to be successful at this particular challenge that I'm that I'm embarking on. And so what are those what are those forces? Well, I if if you've listened to any of these episodes, you know that you may have picked up on that I am somewhat of a of a Tony Robbins fan. I follow a lot of his material. I've gone to his Unleash the Power Within 4-day seminar and been, you know, just consuming a lot of his personal development material. And one of the things that he talks about is in his Personal Power 2 program, he talks about how there's two forces that drive us. It's really two primary forces that drive us. The need to avoid pain and the desire to gain pleasure. And that all of the all the decisions we make for better for worse or or indifferent really center around those two forces that drive our decisions the need to avoid pain or the desire to gain pleasure and in in life in, in family business and really every every facet of life i found as i've gone through the last several years of starting a business and just getting get going out on my own adding to my family to the point now where I've got seven children with my beautiful wife and it's it's interesting that these two factors show up these two forces driving forces show up in nearly every single aspect of my life and this particular challenge I'm about to share with you is no different this challenge that I'm embarking on is no different let me let me give you a little bit of a backstory I I grew up kind of a chubbier kid um, throughout like middle school and into high school I was I was always a little bit more of the the chubbier kid and I would get teased occasionally you know kids are kind of brutally honest and you know maybe maybe there's a little bit of bullying that occurred or whatever but I have no uh, there, there's no PTSD there but I do, you know, have memories and recall being teased as a kid for just being a little bit chubbier than the average kiddo. And so I grew up with that and grew up with not wanting that. And so in high school, I I joined the wrestling team and I kind of got got myself in in decent shape. I was not um I wasn't like ripped six-pack abs and that sort of thing but I actually could see my abs when I was in high school so I was in decent shape right wrestling if you've never watched the sport or or seen it um, it is a it is a brutal intense sport right and it if you're if you go all in you have no choice but to to get in shape and so anyway um, Headed off to headed off to college. I was, you know, still in good shape, 
and throughout college, you know, maintained a pretty, pretty healthy shape, pretty healthy weight. And uh, um, fast forward to leaving college and going into the professional world. I now I joined ROTC in college, and um, what that means is I've, I was going into the army. And when I graduated college, I, w- I was commissioned as an officer and went straight into the to the army on active duty. And so all of that really played a huge factor in making sure that I stayed in shape, I maintained a healthy, you know, physique, weight, all of that good stuff. And that actually stayed consistent for the most part throughout my career in the army. Like anybody, there was, you know, fluctuations up or down, give or take within a, I don't know, 10 to 20 pound window, I would guess. Um, But, you know, all within a fairly healthy range and it was in 2006 and 2007 when I I was deployed to Iraq and went overseas that environment was quite a bit different as you can imagine it's controlled environment things things were different and when it came to health and fitness I had the ability to to focus pretty heavily on that now it didn't hurt that there was no alcohol allowed uh, while deployed, so not a drip of, uh, not a drop of any sort of adult beverage while I was overseas. And what ended up happening is I got in the what I would call the best shape of my adult life. Right now, I wasn't actually I was. I was going to say I wasn't at the point where I was feeling the, my best in you know my wrestling days in high school, but actually that's not true. I think I was. When I was deployed in Iraq, I was feeling just as good, if not better, as I was when I was in the best shape as a wrestler in high school. And so I was, I was trim. I was, again, able to kind of see the muscles in my stomach, and um, I, I felt great. I felt light on my feet. I was able to go run ultra marathons. Actually, when I got back from Iraq, got into that where I was running, you know, anywhere from 30 to 40 miles at a time um, doing ultra marathons. And so I felt my best and I really felt in great shape. Now, I have no desire at this point in my life to go do that again. I have no desire to go run ultra marathons, no desire to, (laughs) quite frankly, even do a half marathon anymore. Maybe I'll do a half marathon again. I don't know. But it's not like some huge goal that I need to do. I've already proven to myself I can do I can do hard things physically like that. However, in gosh, it was probably 2014 and after. Uh, when, once I was in the process of transitioning out of active duty army and into uh, the reserves, I mean the army reserves, and also launching a business, as you can imagine, launching something from from zero, from nothing, to where I've where I'm at today, which is, I would, I'd like to say, I'm pretty darn successful at what I do. Um, there was a significant amount of stress involved in that process, and I put on a significant amount of weight. Right? I don't, I don't necessarily need to get into all the specifics. The, the point is, I am, I would say, I'm legitimately somewhere between 40 to 50 pounds heavier than I want. Or need to be in order to be healthy in order to feel great in order to feel the way that I felt 
in those other two periods of my life that I just described. Okay, so yeah, that's that's significant, folks. 40 to 50 pounds heavier than I I want to be. Now, you could make the argument, and, and anybody I'm sure could convince me that, you know, because of my build and my frame and, and all of that, that the whole height weight recommendations that the that come from who knows where federal government whatever which of course we trust those implicitly right <laughs> anyway you could make the argument that that whole recommendation is bogus and that and and i'm not saying i'm 40 to 50 pounds above those recommendations that's i'm actually per, uh, quite a bit more above what those recommendations would would call for however what i'm saying is i am um, i'm about 40 to 50 pounds heavier than how what I feel and where I believe I would feel the greatest and I'd feel the healthiest and and this is this has kind of become a theme really ever since I left the active army where I've, I've gradually put on excess weight fat um, and you know my build my body frame naturally uh, unfortunately genetics whatever it all kind of it, it all it all kind of gets added in the worst places possible the visceral the visceral fat that you hear about the stuff that kills people early the stuff that causes you know chronic chronic diseases metabolic disorder diabetes hypertension all that crap and I mentioned a few minutes ago I have seven children I have no desire to not be around to see the significant milestones in all my kids' lives and be there, not just, not just be present, but to be there and to be vibrant, to be involved, to be, to be able to be active well into my, gosh, 80s, 90s, beyond, however long I'm, I'm blessed to, to be on this earth. I, I don't want to just exist. And I'll tell you that going back to the two forces, the need to avoid pain and the desire to gain pleasure, if I look back on you know, the, the time that I spent adding the excess weight, I would say that a lot of that, a lot of that was part, in part avoiding pain and, ex and gaining pleasure. Right, the whether you, what, if you want to call it emotional eating, if you want to call it emotional drinking, right? I mean, I would drink more alcohol than I really needed or wanted to. Uh, I'm not, I'm certainly not an alcoholic by any stretch, but I would use it to, you know, eliminate and numb some of the stress and and maybe hardship that I went through to get where I am today. And so I would link, I was linking pleasure to that, and I was linking pain to the process of losing weight, of, of getting in, in better shape. And if you can imagine, like that, those are pretty powerful forces. And until I was able to make a mental shift to flip that to the point where I incorporate, I, I associated more pain with staying the way I am than the pleasure of being better, different, 
in better shape. Until I made that shift, I knew that nothing was going to change, at least for the long term, right? Short term, sure, maybe little bursts, and I did have those. I had bursts of times where I was doing really well and, you know, exercising regularly. I would lose a few pounds here and there, and so I had those short bursts, but they were not... They were not a permanent shift in my mindset in terms of those two forces that drive us. So it was temporary. It wasn't, wasn't something that stuck. And now, as I look back at where I am today, the, all of the factors, all, all of the, the forces, all of the, all the different things that come into play, I reached the point not not too long ago, maybe a week or so ago actually, that I finally I finally embraced and allowed the pain of staying the same to be greater than the pain of changing. So that's what led me to where I am today. And so what so what is it that I'm doing? What what's the challenge that I'm embarking on? What am I what am I what action am I taking as a result, right? The, the key is that I've changed what I link pain and what I link pleasure to. And here's the thing, that when it comes to our motivations, our need to avoid pain is always a greater motivator than the need to get more pleasure. I'll say that again, the, our need to avoid pain will always outweigh the, the, the motivator of having more pleasure. We would rather, we would rather do everything in our power to avoid greater pain than to seek out more pleasure. And that's, that's where I find myself. That's where I found myself when I reached the point of decision. And it's interesting to, to kind of quote Tony Robbins again, and part of this material again that I've been consuming and embracing is that it's really at our moments of decision. It's at our moments of decision that our destiny is shaped. And I believe that's true, not just for me in this, this specific health journey that I'm embarking on, but I think it's true in every aspect of life. We, we reach significant points of decisions in our lives. I mean, several hundreds of times throughout our lives, I'm sure, probably more than that. And if, if we were to go back and take stock, if I were to go back and take stock of that, I know there are significant periods of my life that could have or, or would have been different had the decision been different. And, and so, in other words, by making a decision or by deciding not to decide, I know that I have shaped my own destiny. And that in this particular moment, and what I'm talking about and the challenge that I'm embarking on today, it's this decision today that will shape my destiny in the future. It's going to shape who I am and who I am going to be beyond today and in, into the long term. So, what's the challenge? What am I what am I embarking on? And before I say this, let me just tell you that it is a little bit controversial. Not as controversial as maybe it once was, but what I'm doing is going to I'm sure result in, in some folks reaching out telling me this is not safe, you shouldn't do this, 
you're crazy <laughs> don't don't be stupid don't don't take such drastic measures and I'll just say before you reach out and tell me that that I've done the research I've I've I feel very very confident in the science and you know physiological backing behind what I'm embarking on and um, you will not be able to convince me otherwise so here's here's the challenge I have decided to embark on a series of intense fasting uh, water fasting specifically five-day increments where I, I fast completely from all all sustenance all food and anything anything other than pure water pure water for and I and again as I mentioned this is something I plan to do for a five-day period of time I will reassess after five days I will I will refeed if you will uh, on day six and what that looks like is is very much a uh, a whole food no pretty much no carbohydrate refeed so you could you know if you want to call it carnivore you want to call it keto whatever you want to call it um, that's what I will eat and then I will do that on day six and then I will start over again on a minimum of a five-day water fast and I intend to do this over and over and over again until I reach the point where I have completely completely gotten rid of the pain that's associated with where I'm at right so I've, I've gotten to the point where I've again been able to flip that flip that narrative where the pain of you know the the weight the body type all of that gets to the point where that pain no longer outweighs the pleasure of I guess you could call it eating you know quote-unquote normally again and I'm committed to this I am a hundred percent committed I'm right now as I'm talking to you as I'm out on my morning walk it's on a Tuesday morning I am about 36 hours into that first five-day water fast and I'll be honest I feel a little groggy I feel uh, a little off I do have the, the classic symptoms that that show up whenever you do a, uh, an extended water fast what what typically happens and, and I say this because I've done this before I've done you know 72 hour fasts in the past so I have some experience with this this is not new to me um, but when I've done these in the past what's what's held true is that typically that first like day two and day three of the fast are are m m by far the most difficult because what's happening is the body is detoxing the body is getting rid of all these toxins and it doesn't feel great um, if you've ever done like the ketogenic diet they talk about the keto flu that happens to a lot of people where your body is is detoxing and switching from burning burning sugar burning glycogen as its primary fuel source to becoming what's called fat adapted right burning 
burning fat as fuel. And unfortunately, in our in our fat cells and other other places in our body, of course, we've stored up toxins over our lives. And so I know that what I'm feeling today is a direct result of that. And you know, so I've got I actually I actually don't feel horrible, so don't get me wrong. I, I feel generally good, but I've got a slight you know, moderate, very, very mild, I guess, moderate's not the right word, a mild headache, kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit of brain fog. Um, but I know having, again, having done, done some of this before, and once I get past that, really that 48 hour mark, I do know that things tend to clear up. Things tend to get much, much better. And now what I've read this is not my experience because I've never gone beyond a 72-hour fast, but from what I've read, the expectation is beyond that 72-hour mark, that's where the magic happens. That's where things really start to clear out. That's where the, the mental focus comes back. That's where the energy comes back, where the body is, my, my body will have switched from the, the detox mode, from the burning sugar mode, to becoming fat adapted and burning, burning that as fuel. And, and let me tell you, um, I definitely have more than enough of that fuel in reserve to, to burn through way more than five days. And that's why I've decided, you know what, I could, I could do this in a, I, I could do this whole weight loss journey in what others would call a more reasonable rationed approach. And, you know, calories in calories out all, all this stuff that I've read over the years and that we've all heard over the years and here's the deal uh, knowing myself knowing how my brain works how I'm wired and how I affiliate and associate pain and pleasure with different things I know that this this challenge this this plan that I've embarked on is what's a hundred percent best for me it's 100% best for me, and I know that it is exactly what is going to push me over the edge, not only in my health and fitness, but in life in general. I don't know if you've if you've heard of this concept, uh, but it's something that it's a book that I read a couple of years ago, and it stuck with me. It's a book by Gary Keller. It's called The One Thing, and if you haven't read it, I highly recommend. It. It's a great read. It's on it's on my list of you know essential reading. Uh, books that I will I will go back to and reread every couple of years. But in the book, this, the core concept, the big question that he asks to consider in, in all aspects of life is, what is the one thing that you can do that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary? I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially the essence of it. It's what is the one thing, the one change that I can make, the one thing that I can do that makes everything else in my life, in my business, in my health, either easier or unnecessary. And I'm 100% convinced that this is it. This is my one thing as it pertains to my health and fitness. But, but not only that, I know that by doing this one thing, it is going to result in, it's just going to be a huge shift 
in how I show up in my family. It's going to be a huge shift in how I show up professionally in my business, with my clients, with everything that I do. I, I know that this one thing is in essence like pushing that first domino over and all the rest will follow. So that's why I'm excited. That's why I now associate far more pain with, with remaining the same and in particular at the same unhealthy weight at the same fitness level I, I associate more pain with that than I do the pleasure of changing so that's it I'm, I'm, I'm making the shift and I'm recording this episode today to share that with you but also because I believe in the power of public accountability that I, by recording this and by sharing what I'm up to, uh, I kind of have, I've, I've put a healthy level of pressure on myself to follow through on what I'm committed to. And I will, by the way, it also, the other reason I'm recording this is I want to be sure that I share the journey. I want to share what it, what it's like. As I mentioned uh, today, you know, that it's, it's not all roses and flowery. I'm, like I said, I don't feel great, but I, don't, I also don't feel horrible. So as we go along and I get past that 72-hour threshold that I mentioned, I'm going to hop on here and share just what, what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, what, uh, you know, what the in practice actually happens, what I experience personally. And, and I hope that it encourages you. I hope that it encourages you. Whether you are in a similar spot where you're, and it doesn't have to be health and fitness even, it doesn't have to be weight related. Maybe you're in a spot where you have associated pain with something that really needs to be, it needs to be, the, the, the flip-flop needs to happen. You, you've associated pleasure with something that you don't necessarily want and pain is associated with what you actually really do want. Maybe you've got something in your life that you need to flip that script to the point where you you now you, you get where I am and you can you can switch the narrative to the pain being associated with what you don't want and the pleasure associated with what you really truly want and that perhaps listening to this you'll be able to identify whatever that is in your own life and make that change. I'd love to hear about it, by the way. I would love to hear what in your life are you wanting to change? What's, what's causing you pain or what are you associating pleasure with that you know is, is completely opposite of how it should be? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you're going through and offer you some encouragement as well. What are you deciding to change in this moment? Shoot me an email. Mike at mikeskiff.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.